0: Hello and welcome everybody. This is episode number 25 of the Greenlight Real Estate Podcast, The Go-Getter's Guide to Real Estate Investing and Financial Freedom. My name is Naeem Smith and I'm your host. Just really excited today because I got done recording with a man named Michael Slater who is located in the Houston area. I got connected to him through one of my best friends, Jordan Myers, who also goes to Rice with me, so just got to shout him out because Uh, He just knew uh, Michael going back, so really cool because Michael has a really, really interesting story that he's going to give in this podcast episode about how he acquired some land in East Texas, so make sure you guys tune in. If you guys uh, like it, make sure you share it with a friend, family, whatever. I just want to spread the word and just make sure everybody can be a part of this growing community, so Once again, uh, Michael Slater will be coming on, and I can't wait to get him onto the show. So let's get to it. It's great to have you on the show, Michael. How are you doing?
1: I'm doing great. How are you doing?
0: Doing really well. Just um, really excited to do this interview. Just I know I'm going to learn a lot during this, so I can't wait to learn a little bit about yourself and what you do. So um, can you just start off and tell the audience and I your story?
1: My name is Michael Slater. Uh, I'm currently a real estate agent that serves the Houston and surrounding area. Uh, I am a former uh, a high school coach and college coach. Uh, I coached 12 years, uh, high school ball, and then uh, a little over 10 plus years in, uh,
0: on the college level. Okay, awesome. So what? Uh, where did you coach at, and then um, what position did you coach?
1: Um, I started off in uh, 1996 at A-Leaf Hastings High School um, where I coached freshman ball for two years and then I I moved up and coached varsity ball uh, for three seasons before uh, moving over to A-Leaf Taylor when it opened up and I was there for the first seven inaugural seasons um, that it was Its inception. So, Mm -hmm. uh, from there, I went to in 2008. I went to be a graduate assistant at uh, Rice University, where I got my master's uh, in uh, liberal studies. Uh, Then went on to coach at uh, Division II school, uh, Angelo State University, out in San Angelo, Texas. Uh, Was there for one season, then came back to Rice University for uh four seasons uh, we had a had a good run there three consecutive bowl games um left rice I went to the University of Kansas was there for uh one season um and then from there I went to Arizona State okay was there <laughs> was, was there for one season uh and then I um, finished up at Texas Southern was the last place that I coached uh, and kind of said settled down and wanted to be able to stay here in the Houston area um, to be close to my parents or well 2018 I was moved here to be closer to my parents mm-hmm. my dad was ill he ended up passing in 2019 and decided just I need to be here to be able to help my parents yeah. or my mom now to
0: Yeah, be yeah. for her so. Well, sorry to hear about your uh, dad, but, you know, I'm definitely sure that she appreciates you being with her. So I just want to pinpoint a few things because you talked about, like, you were at, at Rice when we were actually pretty successful at the time. You know, we, well, we won conference one of those years, too, correct?
1: Yes, we won conference in 2013.
0: Yeah. Yes, so you want to talk a little bit about, like, maybe what are some of, like, the big things that you learned from coaching just in general? Maybe whether it's from the kids like work ethic, anything like that,
1: well, rice is definitely if i mean i I can talk about my rice experience because it was one of my most pleasurable experiences throughout my coaching time uh one because of the people that that I was around, the coaches um David bailiff uh developed a phenomenal culture um, where uh you know. It was it was fun to be around but you did you worked hard mm-hmm. and, and got you know to reach the desired goal um and the guys were able to see you know the vision that he had and and um it was a special unit you know i was a part of uh you know uh two seasons at rice university which was yeah. you know unheard of you know i'm one of uh, three people that has you know four bowl bowl rings from Rice so um, you know that's you know uh, pretty unique
0: yeah you got uh, some so, you got some bling that you can uh, you know show around
1: yeah so um, not too many people say that they you know have been a part of Rice as far as the football program that can say that they you know have that kind of success in that amount of time that they were, they were there
0: for sure you know? for sure
1: and I coach the defensive line and you know that success carried on and showed on the field as well as uh, postseason as well with, you know, several guys that I coached being drafted and going on and having successful NFL careers.
0: mm mm-hmm. so, Yeah, I'm, I'm sure that was quite the experience, and I mean, I'm sure you just learned a lot through the whole process, and, you know, coaches, if you don't know, yeah. like, they work crazy hours, you know, from breaking down film, recruiting, and it's really all year round, so... I'm sure you definitely put in a ton of hours, so that was really cool to hear about. So do you want to talk about now, because like, the real reason why I got you on, it's great to hear about that, but I love talking about real estate, just trying to learn from people's experience, and from my understanding, you're a real estate agent, and do you want to talk about how you got into that?
1: Um, well, like I said, I, I inherited some property from my, my dad. Um, uh, my dad's side, rather, and throughout the research of uh, of, of, of the property, and, I, and through my education, I've learned that the quickest way to generational wealth is through owning property. Yeah. Um, so uh, when I decided to get out of coaching, that uh, that was my goal was to, you know, help people create generational wealth and um people of color predominantly um and being able someone that could help them reach their goals uh so i was able to take my real estate license in a pretty quick uh time frame and pass my test the first time fortunately so um as i was pursuing real estate uh, you know, was trying to do some uh, investing on the side as well uh, in uh, trying to flip some homes and trying to invest in some uh, uh, projects uh, currently uh, partnered with some other fellow Rice graduates mm-hmm. uh, to uh, build uh, five single family homes on a lot that we purchased that we subdivided into five lots. So um, again, trying to create, you know, generational wealth uh, for myself, but um, I know that that's the way that, that you know, we could create it for others as well. Mm-hmm. So first-time home buyers um, are people that I focus on, and, um, coming up with ways to help with uh, getting them in a the home. Creative ways, whether it's uh, NACA, some programs that they not might not be familiar with, uh, you know, uh, down payment assistance programs and things of that sort.
0: So,
1: mm-hmm. um, as I was uh, again researching my my family's plan, um, we have a large lot or some acreage in East Texas, about 205 acres oh wow Um, yeah so I've done some research on it and you know kind of see how far back we've we've owned it and I've come to find out that my great great grandfather um whose name was Pink Slater um purchased it in 1888 um and he actually purchased 309 acres in 1888 and through some um Census reports uh, found out that he was 31 years old when he purchased it um, in 1888. Yeah, which would have made him born into slavery, and um, it had on his for his race, mulatto. So, for those that don't know, mulatto is a term they use for mixed race. Um, individuals during that time so uh, just the history of this land and to see that you know in 1909 he sold 104 acres to his eldest daughter and her husband um, that's adjacent to her property and um, and for us to have maintained the property throughout these years I think is just a remarkable um, you know feat Um, and especially with again you know uh, just me not knowing the history of it and then coming to find that out as I'm re- researching it it just makes me even more proud to be a part of it and to, to continue to maintain it throughout the next generation
0: yeah no doubt that's really powerful and like that you don't really i you don't just see that every day and that's definitely a remarkable story so I appreciate you sharing that so what do you guys ultimately plan like are, like you and your family own that now so like what do you guys plan on doing with those yeah. acres?
1: So, and we it has timber on it. So, and we're in the process of cutting the timber. And I've researched and found some um, programs that, some cost share programs that the government will actually pay you to do what's best for your land, and um, they will, you know, reimburse you per acre know whatever the cost of it of of, of the of the work that's needed so i'm in the process of after we get the we get the timber cut of uh, reforesting um and doing everything that needs to be done in order to to maximize the profit from when we cut the timber
0: in the future Mm -hmm. so okay all right so yeah that's definitely really fascinating what we talked about so far but i'd really like to talk about you on the side of being a real estate agent first before we kind of get more into the investing part. So can you talk about how you assist buyers? Cause I know you said you work with normally first time home buyers and then like, what does kind of your day to day look like?
1: Okay. Um, day to day. Um, what, well, I like to get a workout again, just me, just to, uh, get things going. So I, I try to ride the bike, you know, at least three or four times a week uh, um, to get things going. And um, normally I'll start uh, checking emails around eight and going through uh, things that I have a priority. Like uh, if I have an inspection or if I have uh, photos or something scheduled, you know, making sure that everything is is uh, for that day is I've, I've touched base with with whoever I need to um,
0: early. Quick to, question: to make sure. Do you, so? Yes. Are you the one going out to take the photos, or are you do you have like somebody that's underneath yeah. you that you've that you're using? I
1: stay in I stay in my lane. I you know <laughs> I let the people that take pictures take pictures. Mm-hmm. I let the people that work work with uh, lending, uh, the, my lenders, uh, uh, you know, everything is pretty specialized. So, um, uh, and legally I I'm not allowed to, you know, uh, provide, you know, financial advice or anything like that. So, you know, I don't want to get in trouble. Um, there any kind of state board or anything. So I want to make sure that, you know, I, you know do what
0: i do best. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And i think it al- it allows you to be your best too because if you're focused on 10 different things, how can you be great at something? So i like that you uh brought that up. So like how how are you assisting these first time home bars? Like what are like the big things that you try to do for them? And like how do you separate yourself from other agents so they come to you?
1: The way that i separate myself is that i'm able i I am willing and able to do uh things that you know i don't think other agents will do um as far as showings as as far as what's needed to find our homes uh, setting up searches setting up automation to uh using the technology that's available to put put my client in the best position. Um in today's market, you know, it's uh finding out that the home is gonna be available is key. Um and making establishing a relationship with the the uh, uh selling agent is probably more key. Um so if uh I know something is coming available because of the I've set up an alert for uh, coming soons which you know some agents won't do. Um, and reach out to the agent as soon as I, I know a home is available that meets my client's criteria. Uh, that agent is going to be able to put my name and face, you know, when they hear me. And and it's about relationships. Yeah. the Same thing with football. It's uh, it's about you know establishing relationships where you know I was I was successful in football because my players trusted in what I believed in so they went out and did what I what I asked them to do, um, you know, and trusted that what what I would do was was was, was telling the right, and they were successful in doing it. And my client, it's no other thing, it's no other way with, with my clients. I'm honest with my clients, which means sometimes I'm selling them things that they don't necessarily want to hear. Mm-hmm. Um, and which, you know, hey, right now you may not be in a position to go look for. Speak with this credit repair person. Um, do what they ask you to do, and call me back in six months, and then we can go and look for homes. Um, it's it's not necessarily it, it, to me. It's people that are willing to do people who are coachable. <laughs> you know that's you know if you're coachable, you know you'll listen. You'll you'll do what someone that knows better than you that has been through that that scenario. You'll, you'll listen to them. So, um, and, you know, and I think, I think I'm a pretty good coach. So I think that's kind of why I've been able to be, you know, pretty successful. So, so far as a real estate agent, and, you know, I, and I wouldn't have been, able, I would not be where I am right now without the people that I've surrounded myself by, again, mm-hmm. the support systems that I have in place for my broker, um, who was my team lead, who just started off and opened up her own brokerage. Um, you know, I wouldn't be where I was had she not, you know, taken me under her wing and taught me step by step and yep. being, being open enough, you know, to, to listen, you know, so that's, that's, uh, you know, part of when you don't know, know who to go ask.
0: Exactly. To find out. And, and you're kind of talking about the importance of like a mentor, just finding somebody that can, that's been through the process before that can help guide you. So I, I really like yes. that.
1: Yeah, and I bumped my head enough. You know, I mean, even with with having her to guide me, you know, without that guidance, it's no telling. You know, it it would be tragic. Yeah,
0: yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. So, and that's and that's the key. You got to be able to be humble enough to say, "Hey, I don't know this. I need to learn it." I, I see people who are su- are successful at it, and you know, ask. And often people. Um, will share this. It's, it's not a secret. People will share, you know. Yeah. And it's kind of, it's kind of like uh, you know me getting into real estate, not knowing, you know, what particular area I wanted to go in, and me reaching out to, you know, former Rice alums, Indy Kalu and, and Chetta Azuku Oh yeah. Um, yeah. And you know Chetta Azuku I, I coached him in high school, and I coached him at, at Rice. And, um, and, we, and funny thing, we ended up graduating together. So we graduated in May of 2010 together and walked across the stage together. So, um, you know, it's it's about putting your people, like-minded people that, you know, are, are open to sharing their secrets to success.
0: Yeah, I, you know I, mean? I like that a lot. I, pre- I appreciate you adding that because I just think that it's important, especially like when you're starting out and. You're just trying to become something, you know, like that, you you know, you're proud of. It's like you want to try to reach out to as many people as you can that you feel like will help benefit you, benefit you, you know, continue to grow. But also you want to show that how you can benefit them as well. So I definitely like that you brought that up. And so I guess because you, you started at this point, you were a new real estate agent. And like one of the big questions I always see is like, what's the hardest thing? as starting off as a new agent
1: there is so much stuff that is thrown at you and you just have to find your niche and and there's so many areas in real estate that that you can can you know work in um you know you just gotta find what 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 do you want to do how do you want to impact people where do you want to you know you, how do you want to structure your days and 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 you know, this is truly a, you know, you get out of it what you put into it. Mm-hmm. You know, so I mean, if, if you want to do a hundred rentals, I mean, you can do you know a hundred rentals where you're helping people. Um, and you know, some people don't like doing rentals. I like doing rentals. Rentals are are people that are home buyers in the future. So if you're you know if you're kind and courteous and you know showing them homes and, and, and patient and, and uh, showing them, you know, rentals when it's time for them to purchase. If you, you know, do your follow through and, you know, Hey, they know their lease is about to come up and you send them a reminder, Hey, is it time to buy? Or are you still going to rent? You know, those are your next, your customers. So if you, if you, you know, um, nurture your, your database and 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 establish, you know, a database and, and keep up with it, and that's that's pretty much what you spend your day doing is, is is identifying the people who you think are in a position to, whether they're gonna move to another another rental or if they're in a position to where they have established themselves uh, to be in a position to purchase. Then you know, that's how you cultivate your database to to you know make money and be successful.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like that a lot. So now let's just transition and talk a little bit about your like real estate investing portfolio. Do you want to talk about like maybe like how many properties you own? If and I heard you talk about flips. So do you want to just kind of talk about like what you have and um, like how's has it been successful or what you've learned from it?
1: Okay, so I've been in real estate. Now this is my starting my third year. Yeah, third year. Um, I, again, inherited a property that, um, I'm in the process of, uh, having a duplex built on, uh, in, in Sunnyside, uh, that's been a, an experience in just developing and planning and going through the, uh, the city and, you know, uh, that's, that's an ordeal. It's a learning experience. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and so that's one deal that I have going individually by myself. Um, and, and I just purchased a home with the pur- purpose of flipping it, um, uh, on the North side, um 290 and Fairbanks, um, which I'm currently, uh, renovating right now. Um, and hoping to have on the market within the next month or so. So, um, that's one that again, I'm doing by myself, but, uh, what I've been open to, and again, from dealing with or, or or learning from people that's been in the business, is the power of, of partnering with people, mm-hmm. um, which is which allows you to even do more than what you could do by yourself. So, kind of like the the project that I that I talked about, that um, I've, I've partnered with a couple people on, where we've uh, we bought a home that had a a vacant lot next to it um, so it was basically two lots that we subdivided into five lots and um, we're in the cur- currently um, developing the homes that we're going to put on there so we, uh, we're in the planning process with that and about to have soil tests done and things like that to uh, see what type of foundation and things so it's been it's been a learning curve as far as uh, learning all of the procedures and steps it takes in order to build a home as well as what's needed in order to uh, 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 remodel a home and 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 profit from that as well
0: okay so I have I have a few follow-up questions if you don't mind so how sure okay so this might be different because you said you're like partnering partnering with some people like on this new, um, like development. So, how for the individual deals you're doing, how are you funding those? And then, how are you funding like the partner deals?
1: Okay. So, the individual deals, and that's why the duplex is kind of on pause right now because it's a hard, it would have to be a hard money loan, which in hard money loans, it's a lot of upfront costs, which, um, is why i have the flip right now is to create those uh, those funds for the uh, hard money which okay. i bought the flip under a hard money as well but again i i was able to identify this flip um which is it, it's a it's it's my first individual on my own but it was a good one for me to start off with um because the what i purchased it for in the arv it's a lot of room so um i'm I'm excited about it because it will will be able to help you know fund other projects so um and that's and again uh your relationships are are key in that because if you have a relationship with a hard money lender and you've done some deals with them, they're more prone to do more business with you so it's 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 a um, um, it's a challenge when you're doing things on your own because you're responsible for all everything mm-hmm. um, and it, you're 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 more at risk. You have more, um, yeah, you you have more more risk involved. Uh, you're hundred percent risk involved as opposed to you know partnering with someone where you're either fifty or or even twenty five percent. You know, so and um, with this, the the deal that I'm partnering with, um, you know, 25% of it we're going to be able to do. You know, if I was on my own, I wouldn't be able to do just one of these homes, let alone being able to do five. And if you, you know, so it's basically one and a fourth more of what I'm able to do on my own. Yep. Yeah. So.
0: Yeah. Appreciate um, you sharing that. Um, yeah. So I was just curious. Uh, so like, um, what's like the next step then? Like, what are you looking for? Are you trying to flip more? Are you trying to just get more properties as rentals? And what are you doing with the rentals? Are you just like trying to long term it? So you're securing more, you know, like cash flow? Or are you trying to like do short term Airbnb?
1: And that's, that's, that's a great question. And my ultimate goal is, because the one these are going to be new builds, mm-hmm. uh, I want to hold them for to, to hold to lease, and uh, some of them um, because of the proximity to downtown, I do want to uh, do uh, short term rentals. Okay, uh, on some, uh, and uh, it, the, the 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 goal is to acquire. I want to make, I, I want to get 10 doors. And right now I'm working by the end of the year, I'll have nine. If,
0: and you, you goes. want 10 this year or are you saying by, like in the near future?
1: In the near future, I I want 10. Okay. So I have five with one project and I have two duplexes okay. that are being built as well. So um, by the end of the year, I'd like to have nine functioning yeah. doors.
0: Yeah, I, ho- I hope so, so, too.
1: So, yeah, so I'm, I'm being ambitious, but, you know, if things continue to go the way they are, then, you know, um, yeah, I think we'll get
0: there. Yeah, okay, so this is a question that I forgot I was going to ask. So, you said, like, because I, I want to just know, how can you get information? Because you said you're developing some of the homes. So, like, that's a whole different process than you just going out and, like, purchasing a home, correct? So how do you find the correct information and know how to go step for step, like that you're getting the right approvals and you're not going to like mess anything up along the process?
1: And again, that's about establishing those relationships with people and um, they being willing to share that information with you. So my relationship with, with, with Cheddar and Indy, um, again, Rice Alum. Uh, at title loans and title management yep. um, they share uh, I, I, I did an a internship there when I first got into real estate for about two weeks and while I was there builders would come in and interview for them to let you know hey these are the services that I provide you know uh, these are some of the jobs that I've done um, here's my portfolio and so I was able to they allowed me to sit in some of those interviews. Mm-hmm. And when I did, when I was able to sit in, I uh, interviewed with a, a builder that I was just really impressed with. And when it came to building my project, you know, I reached out to him, told him about what I wanted to do, asked if he had anything um, that, you know, resembled what I was looking for. Uh, he did. We made some modifications on it, he sent it to his. Uh, his uh, uh, architect. We made the, the appropriate adjustments. We sent it over to the city to get approved, and you know we've been you know working on it from there. So um, yeah, it's it's again um, the relationships that you have, and 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 being able to reach out to those people and saying hey, and being vulnerable, and saying yeah. hey, I don't know, will you will you teach me and Nine times out of ten they will. And I was fortunate that, you know, Indy and, and Cheddar, and you know, and that's surprising that Cheddar was so open, especially since I was his former position coach. I used mm-hmm. to keep my foot knee deep, <laughs> knee deep in his behind, um, that he allowed me to do it. But again, great people will do that. And and those those guys are great. Um, uh, I appreciate, you know, what they have done and 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 have allowed uh me to do. Uh, with expanding my portfolio and uh, you know reaching some of the goals that I have, teamwork makes a dream work. Yeah, and you know they're they're they're. It's not like they're not profiting from it as well, but you know when when you help people, it's more likely that um, those people will you know refer other people that you mm-hmm. know know that you're going to have their best interests at heart.
0: Yeah, I so, love it, and I mean, I just I think especially with real estate, it's just such a like. People and connections, like it's like who do you know, who can you meet, and like who can you learn from, and then what can you offer to them as well to make you know things go forward. And I I think one of the biggest things that people like forget about is like you can you need to think about the other person and like what's in it for them. So and how can you add value to them? So I I appreciate you adding that. And so I'm just kind of curious because you already brought it up, and this is a question I pretty much ask every. Uh, guests that I bring on, and you talked a little bit about your short-term goals, but what is your like t- five, ten, fifteen-year goal? Like, what's the long-term goal for yourself, your family? Like, what does that look like?
1: Um, mailbox money <laughs> is 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 the, ult- is the ultimate goal. Is uh, actually have my money work for me, and yeah. and have enough doors to where I can support myself without. Having to go out and um, hustle and deal with uh, irrational customers.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Totally, totally understand that. So, like, what what is it for you that like will get you to that point where you're like, okay, like the mailbox money, like I'm good. Like, what what's I guess what's the next step then? Like, are you going to continue to work or like what what do you see for yourself?
1: I'm, I can't see not working. Mm-hmm. You know and and some of this stuff doesn't even seem like work to me because I like I like driving around. I like you know interacting with with people um you know so it's not like this is real work to me especially when you when I've been a football coach and mm-hmm. you know for 20 plus years and you know out yelling and screaming all day and running around in the sun this is this is you know pleasant it's like I'm recruiting
0: all the time. Mm-hmm. You know, so. Yeah. So uh, just like for someone that's new to real estate, how would you say that they should start out, whether it's maybe in uh, like investor agent and uh, just like a home buyer or something like that? Like, can you talk, talk on all three?
1: Um, it, it, it depends on the person and what you're capable of doing. I mean, for because of my extensive experience in coaching, I've had some relationships that I was able to to draw from and just just because of my age and getting into it, you know I had some some um, you know relationships that I could draw on to to help me get started. so it, it depends on your circle, you know your, your sphere. you know uh, if you don't have a sphere, then you're gonna have to develop it, which, that means you may have to take more rentals initially to get things started. And until uh, you get to you have having friends of the age that are buying homes that, you know, will, will want to trust you with making one of the largest purchases that they ever made. You know, so it uh, may be a family member that, that may get you started. Um, it, um, you know, I'm uh, fortunate. I have some people that are investors that, you know, are looking to, you know, just make, basically make money. And, um, so if I come across a deal, um, where they can cash flow you know, you know, I can send it to them and they, you know, jump at it, you know, so, uh, it, it depends on the individual and what you're doing to, to develop your sphere. You know, I know I could be doing more social media wise and, and developing my sphere, but I'm not I guess I'm not real lovey-dovey. On hey,
0: on the, I totally <laughs> on the, get it. Uh,
1: media. I don't, yeah, I don't really
0: yeah, like social know. media like that either. So I totally get yeah. that. Um, but, yeah, I, but, oh, go ahead.
1: Yeah. So, um, you know, it's it's again, um, who are you able to 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 reach, and, and who who will trust you to uh, make those kind of decisions?
0: Mm-hmm. Totally, so. and I I agree with you, and I just want to bring up something because. This is something I've kind of talked about on the podcast before. And like for myself, I do want to be like in real estate, working in real estate. I also want to be like an investor and obviously at some point be like a home buyer. And I think for myself, like the way that I want to get started in real estate would be like a house hack. Uh, If you've heard that term, definitely would love. Yeah, definitely would love to like buy like a duplex and, you know, live in one, rent the other one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. I, I just think that for anybody listening, like you definitely should look into that because I think that's something that, you know, your your number one expense is going to be your mortgage or your rent or whatever it is. So if you can at least mitigate it or eliminate it, it's going to allow you a lot more money to invest into the future. So, yeah, it's yeah, kind of my two my two cents.
1: Yeah. And, you know, that's a, that's a, that's a popular thing going right now so that's that's why it's hard finding duplexes yeah you know for that for that particular reason right there
0: so, yeah so so yeah. if it's hard then to find uh, duplexes right now what are you suggesting uh, suggesting to investors maybe like is there anything out there that people aren't looking at that they could maybe get into
1: that's why I'm building mine um you know um uh, and the ARV is gone, mm-hmm. skyrocketed yep so um after it's built, it will, you know, I will gain value immediately.
0: Yes, so. that's really interesting you said that because we ha- I had a previous guest on, Don- and his name's Donovan. And so you guys should go check out the episode if you haven't. And he actually builds homes in the Houston area. And he said, like, he literally had to, like, do three calculations just on a pen and paper. And he knew right away that building the homes were better than actually going out and trying to just like buy one and it just made sense and he literally just would show investors three different um you know calculations and it was like it just makes sense so i like you know, that you brought that
1: up Yeah if you you know if you're getting it for if you can pay for it for 100 100 square foot you know $100 a square foot you know you get a 1600 square foot home for $160,000 you buy the land for you know maybe forty fifty thousand. yeah you know you got You know, 210,000 in and you got a $300,000 house. I
0: mean, yeah, it just makes sense. It just makes (laughs) sense. Yeah, Yeah, well, I appreciate you, you know, talking about your experience from coaching to being an agent to being an investor as well. And I guess this is the point where it's pretty much the exit interview, and I ask every guest that comes on uh, these same questions. So I'll just, Pop them off for you and you just uh, go down the line. So the first one is, what's your favorite real estate or self-development or business book? Or if you have a podcast, you could add that too.
1: Exactly what to say for real estate agents.
0: Oh yeah? Who is that by?
1: Yeah. Jones, Smith, and Mackin. I mean, it's wordplay, basically, that gets you to get the answer that you
0: want. Base, okay no, so do they provide like scripts and like just how to pre- present like yourself with words and different things like that
1: well it's it's how to say things to get the answer okay
0: you. okay
1: yeah yeah so it's basically you know making making the answer
0: yes okay yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> no, I'll, I'll definitely uh, I'll attach it in the show notes for anybody listening, and I'll I'll definitely check out the book someday. So appreciate you sharing that. because I Haven't heard that well, one before. Well, another
1: another interesting one uh, that's on real estate that um, is very educational. Uh, the Color of Law by Richard Rothstein. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a a uh, Very educational book for any real estate agent, especially in the Houston area that needs to listen to and um, learn from because there's some things that are still in existence on law, on law now, especially in some HOAs that uh, would be very surprising to you.
0: Yeah. Okay. Well, I appreciate you sharing that. Um, so if you had to restart today, what would you do differently?
1: I would have gotten to real estate right out of high school and I wouldn't have been a coach.
0: I think everybody says that they would have started real estate sooner, like that's just...
1: Yeah, and I had an interest earlier, but uh, I had a passion (laughs) in in football, so... (laughs) Yeah, uh,
0: totally understands. So, as an investor, what is the most important thing in order to be successful?
1: In order to be successful, look at the numbers. Don't look at anything other than the numbers. What? Don't fall in love with the home. Don't fall in love with the area. If if the numbers don't make sense, then it doesn't make sense. What, any deal can be a good deal if the numbers are right.
0: Okay, so for you, what's probably like one of the best metrics to use if you're talking about residential?
1: If it's residential... And it depends on what the long-term goal of the of the customer is. If the person's going to be in the home for a long period of time, if it's an area that they want, you know, what's what's important to some people may not be important to others. So it depends on what's important to the person. Yeah. So if they're willing to pay for it and they plan on being there for a while, it's worth it to them. You know, if you know if yeah. So I can't judge that person's risk assessment or evaluation but uh yeah
0: because you know, case to case is hard. different for everybody
1: yeah yeah so
0: okay so you want to talk about what's some of your favorite hobbies
1: oh some of my favorite hobbies i like to hunt and fish
0: what do you uh, hunt I'm a,
1: big, I'm a deer hunter mm. um, i hunt on, a, hunt on my property in uh in, in, in east Texas. yeah and i like to do a lot of fishing um uh my cousin just got a boat so uh, we go, go off go out of the bay in Dickinson. Uh, oh yeah are you so buy you alive.
0: Just quick question. Do you live in uh like the Houston area or are you in Dickinson?
1: I live in Sugar Land.
0: Okay. Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah, so. yeah, that's cool. What uh what type of fish do you guys generally get or does it not really matter? Um
1: normally redfish and speckled trout
0: okay do you eat it too oh
1: yeah most definitely you like to clean it and exactly. everything all of that I, if i ain't gonna, if i'm gonna catch it i'm gonna cook it and i'm gonna eat it same thing if i if i hunt it i'm gonna shoot if i shoot it i'm gonna kill it I, i'm gonna eat it
0: so. gotcha that's really cool um so would it benefit anyone to reach out to you and then if so where's a good place to find you and reach reach out to you at
1: Anyone that has any interest in real estate, uh, whether it's uh, having their timber managed on their land to, uh, you know, purchasing land to build a home on uh, or, you know, needing to, um, you know, find a, a, a deal for, uh, investment property, you mm-hmm. know, whatever their, their need is in, in, in real estate, I can help them um, um, with, with it. If, if I can't, uh, someone on my team can, and, you know, so the best way to reach me is um, my cell phone number is 832-563-4436. And my email address is Michael at crimson realty tx.com that's c-r-i-m-s-o-n-r-e-a-l-t-y-t-x.com
0: yeah and just anybody that's listening obviously you can tell michael has a tremendous like variety of real estate that he's already been into and you've only been in it for like you know a few years now so and obviously, you've been extremely successful. So I'm really appreciative that you came on the show. I didn't know you prior, so I'm really thankful to join for connecting us. And I definitely learned a lot today. Like you know, there's just a lot, and I'm gonna have to re-listen to this. So just really appreciate your time and you taking the time to come on uh, the show and just talk about your experience. So thank you.
1: My pleasure. Uh, feel free to reach out if you need any follow-up or if there's anything else I could do assist just... Thanks for tuning in to the Greenlight Real Estate Podcast. If you've enjoyed the show, please be sure to share this podcast with a friend or leave us a rating and review. This helps to make our podcast better. For now, we'll see you next time on the Greenlight Real Estate Podcast, the go-getter's guide to real estate investing and financial freedom.